0: blog
1: talk radio welcome everyone to another episode of the roman show this is for the week of september 12th thank you very much for joining us i am your host rodolph roman today's guest well we got the lead singer of Crobot who discusses the new album which drops this september this was much more on the roman show which starts right now Step down to the
2: get down. All right, whenever you're ready.
0: You're ready. Five seconds to the open. <laughs> Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off the
1: face. Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Vital. Go. Idol. Idol. Guidance. Idol. Surgeon. Go. Idol. Go. we are going. Like? GNC. We're going to
0: tell you. Go. Control. Go. 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 We are going go. Network. Go. Coverage. Go. 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 The
2: Roman, the Roman Show. Show with your host Rodolfo Roman.
1: All right, everyone. Hello again, Rodolfo Roman, the host of The Roman Show, alongside the dashing one, and now the host of Reality Check, which is now returned to the Roman Show Network, George Alonso.
2: Hey, uh, now you could say you have actually a dashing show on your network.
1: Right. So, uh, yeah, we have a great guest today. We have the lead singer of Crowbot, who they are promoting their new album, Fat City. It drops September 23rd. You can watch that on, uh, or listen to some of the songs actually, from the new singles on uh, Spotify. And also, you can check it out uh, by pre ordering it on iTunes. Uh, Amazon, and other great spots that you can do so. And again, that's Crowbop, the album Welcome to Fat City, and we sit down with the lead singer who tells us a little bit more about that title of the album and some of the songs that are part of this record. Uh, We just want to give a quick plug here. Thank you very much for those watching on UFC Fight Pass this past weekend. Titan FC, uh, 41, very successful. You had a Andre uh, Harrison retained his featherweight title. And Kalindra Faria is now the new Titan FC bantamweight champion. Uh, Women's champion, actually. And uh, Titan FC will return on October 29th, Saturday this time in uh, the Coral Gables. I'll be out there cage announcing again. And you can check me out September 24th in Fort Lauderdale at the Bahia Mar for XFN. Come watch some great amateur action inside the cage at the bahia mar that is in fort lauderdale do not miss that you can check out information uh just head on over to our facebook page uh, roman show media and we have some details about that great event also make sure that every time you train every time you go exercise rub a little athlon rub on your body because you'll feel a whole lot better that's athlonrub.com wear it while you train and then while you recover and trust me you'll feel a whole lot better All right, guys, we're going to get things started here with Reality Check.
2: And now it's time to give you a a
0: reality
1: check. check. All right, George. Although we do have a two-hour reality check on the Roman Show Network, cheap luck. Keep plug every Monday at 6 p.m. And and by the way, congratulations
2: on uh, on your first show. Uh, Actually making records already on your network, mind you. Uh, You know, hitting uh, big numbers, something that my uh, boss is not used to seeing, especially for episode one. You're welcome. I'm bringing the ratings to the Roman Show Network.
1: Sure, I mean... Whatever, man, but congratulations Uh, Very proud of you And uh, a lot more success And I know that you're going to have a lot of fun doing it And great guests
2: Uh, All all jokes aside, thank you Because, you know, I looked up to you You trained me uh, You know, and and I passed on the knowledge That you passed on to me uh, To my two new co-hosts Little CM Punk and and Millie Cruz And and they're doing fantastic They did great last night uh, With Angel Rose that we had You know, a little controversy popped up, but do you mind if I say something here on the Roman show? Hey, guys, this goes for even anyone that listens to either show. If you're prank calling, don't forget you're wasting your own time. Because at the end of the day, whether it be Mr. Roman or be me, we have the power to just shut you down. Because guess what? Your mission, your attempt might go
1: unheard. Yeah, you, you get that on call for and no well congratulations on your show. Happy you're uh, continuing the success of the reality check. And, you know, you, you have that other side where you interview some of these new guys that we have never heard of. But sooner or later, they become the stars that they are in pro wrestling. So uh, like like Angel Rose. Who we have known uh, very much a very long time here. But people are getting to know her now because of Reality Check a lot more. Oh yeah, and, and
2: her her career was blossoming even before Reality Check Radio. You know, she she had a great great career. She's uh, she's now being booked in North Carolina uh, for Queens of Wrestling. Uh, but at at the same time. You know, we got great people coming on the show, like uh, Bruce Owens, who could share some knowledge with the younger audience, you know, the younger people trying to come up in the wrestling world. You got Sean Maluta coming on. You got people like the former NWA women's champion, Casey Carlisle, uh, coming on the show. You got uh, John Skyler that he's appeared on NXT. You got Americos that lost to Braun Strowman like about two, three weeks ago. So, yeah, we, we have some nice up and comers coming on to the show.
1: So stay tuned every Monday at 6 p.m., but of course, it's always on demand on the blocktalkradio.com for slash The Roman Show or on iTunes. I mean, it's that simple. Subscribe, and you can listen to all the great programming that The Roman Show Network has to offer.
2: Yep, and even like us on Facebook. You can find us on the Facebook on The Roman Show headline. So you should change that headline on your Facebook to The Roman Show Network now. I'm just saying, now that your show has expanded.
1: AJ Styles became the WWE champion by defeating Dean Ambrose. George, he has or is now the first person ever to be. And mark this down uh, on your notes. This is very important. He is the first ever person, professional wrestler, to win the WWE World Championship, TNA World Championship, and uh, IWGP heavyweight championship so this is the first time ever the first fan in wrestling history to do so rightfully deserved. it was about damn time AJ Styles mm-hmm. is in the WWE and he got the title I wish personally on my, on my personal I wish that at this time there would only be one title but hey something is better than nothing if you're an
2: independent fan and you base wrestling off the independence alone this is a great time to be a fan Reason being is look at the champions you have on the main screen currently right now. You got Kevin Owens driving the bus on Monday Night Raw. On SmackDown, you got AJ Styles. And in NXT, you have uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka. I I think all your independent dreams just came true. And last night was the culmination of all of that. When AJ Styles won the WWE Championship. And that is something every single fan has been waiting to see since he's walked through those curtains. Finally, the fans, whether he cheated or not, got to see it happen live at WWE Backlash. And personally, I don't think the feud with Dean Ambrose is over. But just the fact that his win, now that he's holding onto that strap, now now you got the attention, not only of the WWE fans, but you have the attention of those independent people, of the internet wrestling community, the IWC per se. So great job, WWE, for putting that belt on AJ Styles. That was a good
1: And although 39 years old, AJ Styles is money. You know, he has the look. He's liked by people. He's a great, phenomenal wrestler. I mean, that phenomenal title, that nickname, uh, really describes who he is. So the man is money. In fact, when he first came in, I believe it was, correct me if I'm wrong, was the gloves that sold out or the shirts that sold out? Yep.
2: Uh, as a matter of fact, yeah, when he first came into the WWE, his first set of shirts uh, shirts and gloves were both sold out. And we had to wait, I believe it was two weeks, for the next available shipping. So, it, it, it yeah, let me just say, you know, his name came with him to the WWE. It's not like one of those situations where uh, like, oh, some people knew him and some people didn't. Everyone knew AJ Styles and his popularity came with him to WWE, which made them money.
1: Absolutely. All right, moving forward. We heard the news recently. Of course, last week we had a special uh, The Roman Show, so we didn't really emphasize on any topics, but the Rio is no longer with WWE. And Rumor has it that Page has legal representation to be released from the WWE. Both of these two are an item. They were both suspended due to the wellness policy. We don't know exactly what the reason was. However, it's ironic that they were both supe- suspended uh, between hours. You know the announcement was made, and now the Rio is gone. In fact, his first uh, match. Uh, out of the E that has been already posted in an independent company is going to be against his old rival, Rey Mysterio Jr., and Page is trying to get out. Now, kind of disappointed about that because Paige is a great talent. However, uh, I think it's, it's, it's a good thing on, on Paige's end because Paige really has not been used uh, correctly, I would say, uh, when this whole Divas Revolution thing started, and although she says she's the one that started it, but I mean, let's be honest. When Becky Lynch and uh, Charlotte and Sasha Banks came in and they they, they started that, that hashtag of Women's Revolution, that I mean, I really, really kicked things up. Uh, Paige was, was, she led the way, I would say, but not as much as she's giving credit for herself. And look, Paige, uh, she's a great wrestler, and she is a wrestler that's adventurous, I would say. And I remember she was here in Supercon where she stated that she wants to have a hardcore match. She would love to have a cage match, a hell in a cell match. She's not going to be able to do that in the WWE. They are not going to allow that. And I remember someone asked her, who would it be with? And if I recall, and you can catch the interview actually on our, our YouTube account, that's youtube.com forward slash 201 You could subscribe, over 2,000 subscribers. Cheap plug. She said, you know, she wouldn't mind wrestling her mom, who is also a wrestler. And I think this is the best thing for, for Paige. Uh, to leave the WWE, uh, just like Cody Rhodes did, he left the E, and now he's having a blast. You know, he's having he's having fun again in pro wrestling. He's not being dictated to, to do or, or say what he needs to do, and I think that is what Paige can do, find herself again, reinvent herself, and come back to the E and bring something new. Here's the thing with
2: Paige. Paige uh, was not... The the start of the revolution, but she was part of the start of the revolution, and she, I felt like after all this Charlotte and Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks, Paige was kind of pushed to the barn burner, like uh, to the to the end of the line, which I think she should have been in the front of the line, you know. But he, here's the thing, with Paige, Paige is an amazing talent. But were they using her? No. Were they using her correctly? No. So is it really going to be a loss technically to the WWE? No. But would it be a gain for Paige? Yes. Because that will give her like the ability to, to spread her wings in other places. Like the ROHs, the TNAs, uh, Japan, etc. etc. Where she could have her hardcore matches. Where she could even have her match against you know her mother. You know, listen, there's a lot of things changing in the world of professional wrestling, and I might not be a fan of TNA, but TNA does have, like, the the ideals out there of going out there, you know, of exceeding the the bar when it comes to saying, hey, we could do this story or that story. So if Paige leaves, it could be a gain for her, not so much a loss for WWE because what were they doing with her?
1: Absolutely nothing. Moving forward. Daniel Bryan and The Miz, they got in this little argument. To this day, I don't know if it's a shoot or not. But they got a little argument in this this whole smack talk program they have on the, the network. And the discussion is, you know, is this a way to build Daniel Bryan for a potential at least one more match against maybe The Miz? Now, I think it will be great. I think Daniel Bryan still has it. I think he could do it. Uh, despite what the doctors told him, remember before he retired or announced his retirement, he got a whole bunch of opinions from doctors. I think it was like two or three I, I can, we can remember right now, but it was several doctors. And he said on his end he was willing to come back, but the doctors advised him not to. So does he have it? Would he do it? Of course. And I'm sure the match. Is not going to be over the edge. He's going to be controlled to the move that he does. But I really think, George, that we have not seen the end of Daniel Bryan inside a squared circle. And I'm not talking about talking. I'm talking about being action. Me
2: neither. I actually have to agree with you because yesterday, I mean, sorry, Sunday, um, the seeds were planted uh, with that issue when Miz actually had a backstage promo with Daniel. And you see in Daniel's face that he just wants to hit him. And it's kind of like that um, if a lot of people remember the storyline back in the day when Randy Orton was the legend killer, when he was confronting people like Hulk Hogan, when he was confronting people like Mick Foley, you will see these legends like snarl, like, oh, I want to hit you so bad, but they can't. And then all of a sudden, they reach that breaking point, and that breaking point leads to a match. Now, personally, if... This is just from a fan's point of view as, uh, as an opinion. If they are going to do that, I highly, highly suggest them for them to hold it off till WrestleMania. Now, a lot of people are saying, is that possible because it's so far away? I say yes, because you gave CM Punk the championship for a full year. Why not give Miz the IC title for a full year or less? And on top of that, it will finally bring some you know, prestige to that title too. Because finally, I feel like there's someone holding on to it, and it could lead into a feel like there's no match that could ever reach that point, but it could finally reach a point to where I could say it's exactly the same feel we felt as fans when we saw Macho Man versus uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And they could bust a classic at WrestleMania. So if it was me, if I was writing the thing... I would rather see it at a WrestleMania
1: than at a No Mercy or Survivor Series. That's just me. I would agree with you on that. All right, George, coming up next, the lead singer of Crowbot promoting the new album that's coming out right now uh, uh, this month on the 23rd, actually. So make sure you grab it at your nearest store or on your iTunes or, or Amazon. Coming up next, welcome to Big Fat City. It's a new album. Drops again mid-September September, or late September 24th. Make sure you grab it at your store. Listen up while they're on tour. Check them out. Make sure you visit their website for more information. And again, enjoy the interview. We'll be right back with more on The Roman Show after this. And again, the lead singer of Crowbot.
2: Marlins Marlon You don't have to wait for the 2017 All-Star Game at Marlins Park to catch All-Star Fever. Awesome. This year. Every Saturday is an All-Star Saturday. I like it. Every Saturday home game will feature a bobblehead giveaway Uh, of your favorite Marlins All-Stars in franchise history. Charles Johnson. Jeff Conine. Mike Lowell. Al Leiter. Dontre Willis. And many more. I do love those guys. Go to
1: Marlins.com today and secure your tickets for All-Star Saturdays. Bobbleheads will be available while supplies last. All right, everyone, thanks so much again for tuning in to The Roman Show. And on the line, we have this great band that their album is going to be coming out in the fall, and they'll be also hitting the, the road on tour with great band, veteran band, actually, uh, Seven Dust and others. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you Brandon of Crowbot. How are you, Brandon?
0: Doing great, Rudolph. Thanks for having me
1: on. Well, thanks so much again for taking your time and speaking to us. The new album, Welcome to Fat City Drops, uh, this fall. Uh one thing to catch here, welcome to Fat City. What's the uh the inspiration there for the title of the album?
0: Uh, you know, I think uh just as the last album was sort of a a portrait of where our influences were at that time, I think the new album is is definitely that as well and and I know where my head was at uh with especially with the the theme of Welcome to Fat City was I was reading a lot of Hunter S. Thompson and and watching a lot of documentaries on him, and uh, found out that he once ran for mayor of Aspen, and one of the things that he proposed to do is to change Aspen to Fat City, because he thought that changing the name would keep the the bigwigs and cigar-smoking greedy grubs out of of Aspen, so I kind of thought that was a a clever uh, spin on things, so I think, uh, that really led to um, just me thinking about, well, what if there's a planet where the characters in the Crowbot universe can all kind of go and, and, and you know, all of the villains can collect <laughs> this planet that's ironically called Fat City. So I kind of took the Hunter S. Thompson thing and flipped it on its head.
1: <laughs> now, in this album, uh, you've worked some extraordinary individuals like Alan Mulder, who has worked with Foo Fighters in uh, nine inch nails. How was that experience working with a veteran, a professional like Alan?
0: Man, that was—it was just really a, a sh- one of those shocking things to hear that Alan Mulder wanted to mix the record. It was just like, what? Because uh, yeah, he's just, like you said, and that uh, he's done such legendary albums and mixed and, and even produced some legendary albums. So to have him on board and to have the machine older connection as we like to call it uh for this record was really just a a one-two combo and and we really think that uh it really strengthened the sound of the record
1: now there's a lot of uh, great songs from this album any particular one that's uh one of your favorites and why
0: uh, you know i'm i always go back to welcome to fat city the title track you know um Last album, something supernatural that mm-hmm. the title came from uh, a lyric on, on, from "Fly on the Wall," and I, I I think we tried to do that this time around, but "Welcome to Fat City" just kind of stuck and and it just kind of makes sense. I think that song uh, just represents the the new direction that we're we're going to be headed towards. Um, the the evolution the refinement of our sound and I think it's a really good uh nutshell track for for the album and it's uh you know the title track as well so
1: yeah and now single single not for sale the 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 lyrical video uh, is quite interesting because you use these classical cartoons i think you had old Felix the cat or whatnot uh, how was how does that come up I mean, now you just see you know, some fiction, uh, motion, uh, um, some creative elements, and then you see the lyrics. But you guys decided these cartoons.
0: Yeah, you know, we we just kind of think that lyric videos in, the, in themselves are kind of cheesy sometimes. Okay. So we really uh, wanted to put our own spin on it and <laughs> you know find something that we were comfortable with that, that maybe was a little a little more tongue in cheek than. Just explosions with words, breaking mm-hmm. through brick walls and things like that. You mm-hmm, know, uh, that's not really us. So, um, and luckily, uh, the Figueroa brothers had have this uh, mutual friend that does these cartoons, puts them together. So, uh, we we hit him up and just asked him if he would do one for us, and and it came out awesome. And you know, we had the idea of doing the bouncing ball like the old '50s cartoons, mm-hmm. sing-alongs. Uh, thought that was that was a cool spin on you know, other than doing a, a, a Michael Bay esque
1: explosion. Yeah,
0: to go way back.
1: <laughs> you, you got any favorite classical cartoons?
0: Wow, I don't know. Um, Tom and Jerry. I mean, I can watch that at any point, <laughs> sober or stoned, <laughs> or whatever, what have you. Tom and Jerry is just. It's hilarious. It's always slapstick humor like that. It gets me
1: every time. It, it, it never gets old, no matter what, what generation, no matter the age. I know, like, in your, even seniors who are retired, they just go back and watch Tom and Jerry's and get a heck out of it. It's, it, it's just really funny, no matter where, t- what time uh, or period in the world you are.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and there's, like, you no know, zero dialogue. And it's
1: it's yeah. great. great. <laughs> Now, you guys, I mean, one thing about you is you guys have have gone on the road with with legendary bands, you know, with Motorhead, Anthrax. Now you're going to be hitting on with uh, Volbeat and then Seven Dust. I mean, that right there is a great experience. Any any stories you'd like to share traveling with any of these great bands?
0: Yeah, you know, um, Volbeat was a band that we were familiar with through uh, mutual friends of Rob Caggiano, who plays guitar, Um, and he's been coming to see us play for years, and and, uh, we were really looking forward to the chance to to try to uh, share the stage with them at any point, and it just so happened that the planets aligned for us, and and they invited us for the the tour, the upcoming tour and a previous tour, um, which Anthrax was also involved with. But one of the craziest things and one of the coolest things that any band has ever done for us was um, Volbeat when we had a show in Houston, Texas, around the Houston area and it was a quote unquote festival, but really it was two tour packages and they just combined into one. Mm-hmm. Um and us and Anthrax were on tour with Volbeat at the time and I won't mention who the other other bands were but um when it came time to see the set times, Anthrax and our set times got cut to like 20 minutes or something. We, were, we had really short set times. And Volby didn't really agree with that since they were headlining the show and it was sort of their bill uh, and touring package. So they cut their headlining set and gave each of us, us and Anthrax, more set for set times. So I thought that was the coolest wow. thing any any band has
1: ever done for us. That, that is absolutely awesome. And now speaking about your sets, you are going to be hitting the tour seven. Just what can people expect from from your performances? Where they have been, it has been quoted as magnetizing, is what they they're labeling it.
0: <laughs> well, whatever they they call it, it's always sweaty. It's always <laughs> sweaty. Expect, uh, it, it, you know. If you're coming to a robot show, you might get wet. It's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely gonna be sweaty and funky,
1: yeah, and you guys you guys love the road I mean you guys are always on tour constantly,
0: yeah, you know we try to try to keep it going um, you don't like to sit on our hands for too often uh you know we're we're usually either riding or 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 on the road or or doing something um that has to do with, with the music, just because it's what it's what we wake up every day for. It's our passion, and uh, I think the live show is definitely uh, half of that. It's, you know, we have a yin and a yang, and I certainly think that being out on the road is something that we we all need. <laughs> and uh, it's been a, it's been a little while since we've been out in the U. S. So it's gonna feel feel good to to get back out there and, and uh, start to, to, to make our rounds again.
1: Very well, Brandon. I want to thank you so much and make sure you add there to your list, South Florida, because we like to, we love to have you down here.
0: Sounds good. We'll welcome that sunshine
1: anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Give us an excuse to come down. <laughs> awesome, brother. Well, thanks so much. And, again, we look forward to the new album coming out in September. Welcome to Fat City. Make sure you go ahead and reserve it on your iTunes and purchase it or uh, also on your Spotify uh, and anywhere else you can find it on Amazon or whatnot. Thanks so much, Brandon.
0: No problem. Thanks Thank
1: for having me again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Ladies and
2: gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown.
1: All right, George. This is MMA Showdown. And, uh well, I got a bone to pick, but before we hit that topic of, of CM Punk, Want to talk about Stipe Mochieck, he defended his title very impressively against Alistair Overeem. I'm not a big fan of Alistair Overeem whatsoever. However, uh, Alistair Overeem, the baby that he is, he was complaining saying that Stipe will tap out. Of course, looking at the video back, that is not true. Stipe won fair and square. And now the question is, who does he go against? I'm going to give you a good potential opponent and that is Cain Velasquez. He looks impressive against Travis Brown. I understand Verdum was on the same fight card, and he defeated Travis Brown, and Verdum looked okay, but he didn't look as impressive as King Velasquez, and by the way, George, in that fight, Verdum, and I don't know if you've seen this, I don't know if you got to see the entire pay-per-view, but Verdum, and remember, Verdum is a heavyweight guy, this is a 230 plus guy, this guy, as soon as that bell rang, he flew in like one of those ninja kicks. And his foot landed right in the face of Travis Brown. One of the craziest kicks that I have seen in the heavyweight division. I mean, one thing is seeing it from the little guys. But from the big guys to walk in with a tough ninja kick straight to the face of Travis Brown, that is very impressive. And it just shows you that these guys are trying to take it to, to the next level. Hence, Kane Velasquez throwing that roundhouse kick against Travis Brown. I don't know if Travis Brown is the is the right guy because he's a big tall guy himself but it seems that for some reason heavyweight fighters tend to do these crazy moves against travis brown i guess he has the luck of the guy man i don't i don't understand but for some reason these guys like a verdum and a cane are throwing these crazy kicks against travis brown it must be because he's taller than both of them i guess it's easier to hit a bit taller guy but either way i am vouching for Kane velasquez it's not going to be junior dos santos I don't think he's ready yet, but Kane is ready. He looked good, and as long as he stays healthy, I really do believe that he can get his title once again and uh, uncrown Stipe Mojciak, who defeated Alistair Overing in his hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. I mean, great guy, Stipe Mojciak, but I'm I'm sorry, man. I'm a big Kane Velasquez mark. I just really am. Let me tell you something.
2: That will be a classic fight and it won't be a pretty one either. I expect those two if they ever do collide to be a stand up brawl uh like two wild horses. You know, they, they Kane Velasquez is an awesome stand up fighter. Uh same thing for the world heavyweight champion. Uh I
1: I really would now that you mentioned that I would really want to see that fight. I'm telling you. And and I really think that um Kane Velasquez has a really good potential in defeating Stipe Moichek. don't get me wrong, Moichek might be just a little bit better in his striking, but we all know that Cain Velasquez can bring it, and his cardio is over the edge. So it's a very, very tough fight to call, but I slightly got my money on Cain Velasquez. Now, let's address the elephant in the room, CM Punk. He made his debut in the UFC this past weekend, against Mikey Gall, uh, Mikey Gall. Of course, he didn't have the greatest debut, but I will tell you this, he's, he's $500,000 $500, richer today after he earned one, half a million dollars for jobbing at UFC 203. I mean, that's essentially what he did. The performance was horrible. The performance was horrific. I marked out to the entrance. I loved it. I think a lot of people did. And... The story goes that the, the, the biggest story about this is his dream, following his dream, he did it, he fought, OK, whatever. And it's very nice. In my opinion, listen, I don't hate that guy. However, professionally, should have he debuted in the UFC? Absolutely not. In fact, Dana White was asked afterward if uh, CM Punk's next fight should be in the UFC, and he said, "No, he believes it doesn't." And to some certain degree, I agree. However, George. CM Punk is money. CM Punk brought in a lot of pay-per-view buys that that fight card probably was not going to have. Let's be honest. So, he's money. Now, whether he will have a successful MMA career, I don't know. But I will tell you from the looks of it, he still needs a lot of work. A lot of work. Don't, Don't even look at me when it comes to CM Punk. (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay, you know what's going to come out of my mouth. You and I have had this debate for over two days now <laughs> about this. I am not going to respect the guy. You could call me a hater. You could call me jealous. You could call me whatever. But if I'm jealous or if I'm a hater for defending you guys, the wrestling business, then I don't know what 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 to do. Because I am here literally defending a business that I'm no longer a part of for uh, from a guy who did nothing but disrespect it okay and let me just say for the record if it wasn't for the WWE we wouldn't even know who CM Punk is yes i i knew CM Punk before WWE through ROH through CZW through uh you know even his one time in in TNA, MLW. MLW you know, I knew him. You knew him, Mr. Roman. A-, a good percentage knew him. But the bigger audience didn't until he reached the WWE. And what did he do? He walked out. He started talking garbage. He started talking garbage going into his fight against Mickey Gal. He started talking garbage about Mickey Gal. He didn't shake Mickey Gal's hand. He... Mickey Gow was going into this as a sportsman. You could see it in the weigh-in. Uh, Mickey Gal's, uh, you know... Threw out his hand to shake his hand,
1: and what did Punk do? Just give
2: him a face like he's gonna own him.
1: <laughs> well, I was just I was just reading actually that Mickey Gall. What you know, he extended his hand. Mickey Gall told CM Punk, "Listen, I know what you're doing this because you're an actor. You know, you're an actor." Says Mickey, "said you know, I respect him for for what he did because he went through the same thing that I went through, but he's still an actor. You're not a fighter yet, and you still have a lot more time." Uh, an experience to gain before you can call yourself an actual fighter. But, but That's the thing, Mr. Roman. He listen. Mickey Gal was talking to a guy with zero,
2: zero, zero. What was his previous occupant? Wrestling. Okay. Doing a character under the name CM Punk. Coincidence. Now you compare that to Brock. Like you told me in our debate, Brock had what two. Two fights, he had two fights before entering the UFC octagon. No one went to Brock and said, "Hey, you're an actor." No one said to Brock, "Hey, you're has been." No one did that. Everyone respected him because he came in with two fights on his on his shoulder. Punk had zero, not a zip.
1: Yeah, but you know it's funny though. Even though although Brock had those two fights, people were still criticizing and saying, "Hey, why the heck is Brock in there? He's too soon."
2: The, listen, the point is is that Brock went in there, he fought one of the best. You're talking about a Mickey Gal that's only 2-0 and o, to a Frank Mir that has so many fights under his wing. And then on top of that, after that fight Brock Lesnar had, Brock Lesnar came back and defeated not just a regular MMA guy, but he defeated the legendary Randy Couture. And then went on to fight Frank Mir. And he defeated them both in a freaking abuse of a fight. Some people were even saying that was a, a, an overkill, which I have to agree.
1: Well, yeah, that's a, what you're forgetting. Also, Heath Herring, you fought Heath Herring. Uh,
2: yeah, okay, but the, po- the point I'm trying to make here is that Punk was going into the mixed martial arts world like he knew everything. That's like, okay. I was trained, okay, I was trained, I had a couple matches in in the ring, you know, and I retired, but imagine this, imagine me going to training, saying, oh, I know everything I need to know, I don't need to know anything, I'm going to kick your butt, and I never even trained, mind you, that's what CM Punk was doing, he was going into the mixed martial arts world,
1: acting like he knew it, when all he was, was a fan, Okay, it was a mark, but he tried. I mean, he trained for two years. Okay, but the
2: fact is is that, okay, he trained for two years. Why did it look like he only was training for 10 months? Listen. I'm sorry to tell you, Mr. Roman, but you have trained in mixed martial arts, and a lot of guests that you've had on this show have trained for two years. And some of those people in the UFC has trained for over two years or maybe a year, and they even know how to get out of a rear naked choke or even have a better stand-up game. Where was those two years of training?
1: Well, I'll tell you this. You've you got to remember, CM Punk has been under a lot of pressure. I mean, let's be honest. He, he, everyone's questioning him. It's true. Stop making excuses for the guy. Look, he's had a lot of press time. He's had to speak to the entire freaking world about where he has been. The guy is not really used to that. I mean, he's, he, this is a guy who comes from pro wrestling, you know, where half of it, you know, is athleticism, and most of it is entertaining. And you have to speak. But that is scripted. Here, if you have a person, you know, and the same questions keep popping up a hundred times, that is pretty exhausting. He's not used to all this pressure.
2: Mr. Roman, the point is is that I feel the pain for some of these UFC fighters who have been in the UFC for many, many years or months. And then you got a guy, you know, like CM Punk, who has never been there, got the biggest paycheck, got a documentary got everything handed to him, interviews, everything, and why doesn't the veterans get that? I don't even remember Randy Couture getting one
1: of those. I agree, but again, the guy brings in money, just like Brock Lesnar got paid $1 million. Brock
2: Lesnar didn't even get a documentary, and he was money.
1: Well, when he, f- he first got in, he, he did. I mean, not, not in his first five, but... Yeah, but uh,
2: a, a three-week documentary that you would have to catch, uh, what was it, every Monday at a certain time for one hour or 30 minutes? Come on now, Mr. Roman. That is a lot of money to take up three slots in three
1: weeks. But it got ratings, and it worked. And remember, the UFC is under new management, and, and this is a company that believes in entertainment, so they have a different mindset from the SUFA. Uh, mindset it's, it's a completely different market. I'm sure they're going to go back to the drawing board and, and, and reconsider what they do But listen This is how MMA started And I, I know people are upset a lot But this is how MMA started Where you had a bum Versus some like super duper uh, Karate black belt you know, Fourth degree walk in there And that's how it was You had a sumo wrestler versus a karate guy You, you had a boxer uh, Versus a capoeira guy and and that's how it started. So uh, fine. I know that the sport is trying to evolve. I know that the the sport is trying to be legitimate, which is and it, ha- it has it has gone to a level. That's why you see it on Fox. But I mean, listen. At the end of the day, it's the fight game. And I think uh, Bobby Lash has stated, um, look, give give credit where credit is due. And is it fair that he's making his debut on a big pay per view like that? Is it fair that he's making the money? that he's getting, and he didn't go through what he did, like for like a Bobby Lashley, you know, he had a couple of fights, he, went, he worked from the bottom and got himself to Bellator, where he is right now. No, he didn't. However, he's money, and guess what? If Bobby Lashley, who's a fighter, is not going to bring that amount of money, CM Punk is, and he did. And at the end of the day, yes, it's a fight game, but it's really a money game. And that is what CM Punk did. He brought money.
2: Again, you could bring all the money you want, But the guy got what he deserved, and that was a butt-beating.
1: He got destroyed. There's no doubt about it. And is is it it right uh, that he gets another fight in the UFC? Potentially, I don't think it is. However, will they do it? I think so because it brings rating. And if they put CM Punk in a main event, which, again, is going to be very upsetting to many fighters, rightfully so. But if you put him, say, on a Fox sport or a Fox show in Chicago, that's money. That is money.
2: Again, I hope he gets his butt whooped then too.
1: And of course, after that, I mean, try to make place. You know, but, one funny note before we end the show John Jones tweeted Okay, great fight. I really hope Justin Bieber gets in there next. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> in other words, he's saying that the UFC turned into a dirt guy. I have to agree. Well, with that note, we leave you guys to next week. Make sure, again, you listen to Reality Check 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Block Talk Radio, but you could always listen to it on demand right here on the Roman Show Network. And we'll be back next week here on the Roman Show. We got some great guests lined up for you. Uh, we got Ashley from uh, Letters from the Fire who they just released a new album and a whole lot more. So make sure you catch us next week right here on the Roman Show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Our Roman 0201. Our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Roman Show Media, as well as our Instagram. With that being said, we'll catch you next week right here on The Roman Show. If you haven't been on, you have not been heard.